killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Welcome back everyone to another episode of the podcast Today um, we're doing something a little bit different Yeah, and by a little bit different he means exactly what exactly we always do Exactly the same We're yeah. watching a horror movie Yep we are going to do the sequel to a movie we did one year ago today. Mm-hmm. Ish. And uh, we can just never do a reveal because nobody blindly selects an episode and starts listening. So they there all must know. Be, there must be someone out there with some podcast app that just plays. This is how they wouldn't know. Okay. So they have a podcast app that plays in sequence all the ones that they have downloaded. And we're just so in that they're, queue. Yeah. So they're jogging uh-huh. and they're finished listening to Reply All and then text your save saw alphabetically is the next one in their list. <laughs> <laughs> They've got nothing, no podcast that start with us. They don't subscribe to any of that bullshit. How and could you not? But go on. What's the podcast that starts with us? Serial. Spooked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try not to mention them here. <laughs> so then free, free plug. You guys owe us 20 bucks. And all of a sudden it just clicks on to text your save saw and they start listening and they're like, oh yeah, there's a new text your save saw and they're jogging right now and they still don't know what it is. Okay. So, so we're spe- specifically speaking to the joggers of the world who don't know that we're doing. Don't slow down. Activity keep going. Two. Keep going. Ooh. You're out there. Keep Ooh. jogging. Paranormal activity too. Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> cat's out of the bag. Paranormal Activity. I was going to tease a little further. <laughs> I know. But yeah, the fourth episode we did was Paranormal Activity 2, and I re-listened to the first little bit of it, mm-hmm. which shows just how listenable our podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to the first bit of it, and we were very excited to do that episode, um, mm-hmm. because that was a movie we kept talking about. We both loved so much. Um, we had to do it as early as we could. Yeah, that was that was one of the big ones that we talked about. Like yeah. that and Coherence were like the two like totally. big movies that you and I discussed all the time. Uh-huh. And... uh coherence has never made an appearance but it hasn't i don't think it's horror enough i think we've had this conversation and we really get it relitigated every time it comes yeah. up <laughs> and that's i'm okay with let's that. let's just do for other patreon bonus apps yeah future patreon bonus apps coming soon save your pennies <laughs> we should do just like non-horror movies that we want to talk about yeah Some movies like coherence would be great yeah just like a movie that somewhat fits in the text chris dave saw banner or does it at all or, yeah just, love actually she's all that yeah i'd love to do that all right <laughs> She is all that man. You got Paul Walker. You got Usher. You got Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad is like a minor character. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're doing She's All That. We will. But today we're doing Paranormal Activity 2 right. in case you didn't hear us over your loud breathing jogger. <laughs> um, yeah. Jogger. The one jogger who the listens one jogger. to us. Um, so yeah, we did it um, right at the top of the podcast sure last did. year. Sure did. So that was one of the first movies we did. We didn't really know what we were doing back then, um, and uh, we know a little bit more now, but mostly don't. Barely more. We just uh, have watched more movies. <laughs> correct. Correct. Like sixty more. Yeah, sixty-three more. <laughs> um, this sequel, I think both of us have only seen once. That is a okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting way of putting that. Yeah, no, Very I dramatic. started. I started with A. Started I'm big. like, what's the thing? That's what a common. A. What's a colloquialism that starts with a big long A? I saw all the little inside yeah. out Dave's <laughs> running around in your mind, like flipping through papers, being like, "What comes after A? What, what comes after A? With a? <laughs> just go for another vowel. Oh, yeah. the foreman jumps ship and just jumps out of my ear to his death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what that was. I saw some dust, dusty looking shit flying out of your ear. Yeah, that was old Dave. I think. Yeah, I saw it just once in theaters when it came out, and then never revisited it, which is interesting because I watched the third and fourth one multiple times but the second one i never rewatched. yeah and i mistakenly thought that the second one was the third with yes toby and the oscillating fan oscillating the the little girls and stuff but yeah since just refreshing my memory i'm like oh yeah this one Mm -hmm. i i remember a lot of bits and pieces about it you know i I remember the basement yes pretty clearly little little moments and scenes i recall but there's an hour and 40 minutes of this movie so there's a lot i don't recall clearly which makes me very excited to rewatch this one i can't wait yeah dude it's kind of like the closest we're gonna get as people to like a new paranormal activity (laughs) is just rewatching one we haven't seen in seven years yeah because like they're making more and they'll continue to make more forever probably but they're not good anymore they don't have what made the first few pretty pretty great yeah, we yeah. get to go back to that just original story. And this and is the introduction of Katie's sister. Yeah, and it's like it kind of happens like it's before but parallel to like the time that Paranormal Activity 1 is occurring. Correct. It hap- This takes place a few weeks before the first film. And then but I like think, leading into the events. Though. Absolutely. So, I think, yeah, well, I think the, the film, very, I remember a bit of the end. I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't, if you don't remember. Uh, it. I kind of remember it. It, but, it loosely yeah, connects it. into the it, first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think Katie shows up 
for yeah, a lot she, of this movie. She's but it's, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's weeks before the shit starts happening in the first that, one. That was so exciting to me. Like, back when there was only the two of them, when the mm-hmm. second one came out, and Katie was in it, like, that was just a, such a cool connection because, like, the two of them, like, Katie and Mika, their faces are just, like, what Paranormal Activity is. Absolutely. They're just the characters, right? So every time you add, like, a new family or a new, like, situation, you have to, like, reacquaint yourself. So when that happens, it's a little hard to get into, but then by thrusting Katie back into the story by like doing so retroactively instantly connects you to the original exactly story. and it's so exciting for that reason yeah maybe in a way that most of them since then haven't been able to do and the third one further bonds it just by making it the two of them those two girls when they were kids at a time that they had since forgotten mm-hmm. for me it's yeah, like it's cool it's such a strong trilogy like the first the if i recall yeah yeah <laughs> I, I again we're gonna rewatch the second one see what it's like but i i feel like the three are the strongest and then four is okay but then it just then it's gone then it just fucks itself. It's too bad. It's too bad. It's to be expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can get three, like we we were we've been talking about, like Halloween, not too like in the recent past. Like Halloween is you have a million movies and very few of them are good. Absolutely. The first three in like a sequential you know series of movies that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't complain about that. Nope, we're if doing it, okay. And it, I mean, it just it made so much money. Uh, 177 million worldwide that <laughs> wow because the first one was such a phenomenon it, co- it cost them so little too. three million for this oh one. my god three million dollars they've spent more than that on everyone since like they yeah. they shelled out a little like you think they could give it a little bit more than three million but they, they don't need to they don't they don't need to but you think they would compensate maybe katie and mika and the directors yeah and the writers <laughs> and producers a little bit more maybe they got some back end i think they got some money i hope so they got like i think they got some money but either way, our friend of the podcast, Michael R. Perry, was tasked yep. with this enormous <laughs> feat and responsibility yeah. to try to come up with a script to match the Mammoth original, which is like such a huge explosion. So that kind yeah. of pressure to write like a follow-up movie to something that was so explosive culturally for horror films. Yeah. Is- and and like um like largely improvised too. Like mm-hmm. they're trying to put down more of a script on the second one. Like right. that's pretty interesting. Yeah, actually, over the past year since we recorded the first one, Oren Pelly, the main writer and creator of the first one, mm-hmm. and writing partners with Michael R. Perry on a bunch of different projects, as we've talked about before, he he released on YouTube the audition tapes for Katie and Mika. So oh, you, really? You can go back and watch oh, those cool. actors do it. And Oren Pelly, on his uh, interview with Mick Garris, you guys can listen to that, the Postmortem Podcast, if you want to hear it, he talks about how he just put out an open casting call for like a movie that would involve haunted houses and there's no sides. It's just going to be like an interview type thing. Mm. So he had an open audition. He booked like a theater and put like a chair there and he had actors come in and they would sit down and he would just ask them straight up, be like, okay, thanks. Welcome. Why do you think your house is haunted? And most of the actors didn't get it. They'd be like, what, what am I? (laughs) What? Huh? But the actors who played uh, Katie and Mika they just came in and this right off the bat, they're like, oh, well, I'm hearing these sounds like upstairs. Like they instantly wow. got into it. And he said he knew right away. He's like, these are the people for it. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. I love hearing like the little dominoes falling into place kind of stories. Totally. Like that. That's so awesome. So you can see their original interviews when they first just were on the chair doing that. Wow. And then there's their callback where they came back and he put the two of them together to see what their chemistry would be like. Wow. And he, he did the same thing. They sat down and he's like, so where did you two meet? And then they would just, they invented Whoa. this whole backstory and... Holy shit. Yeah. That's an amazing process. And any one of you can see that right now on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do just it. YouTube it. If Check you it YouTube Oren Pelly, it's all on his YouTube channel. He only has uploaded four or five videos, but wow. it's pretty cool. And a genius way to audition people for a movie that would be mostly improvised. And obviously yeah. it, it paid in dividends like... Yeah. Um, and uh, I would just like to comment, like um, you brought up Michael R. Perry and we've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's he wrote. I didn't I just didn't realize until we had that discussion that he wrote um, this movie, Paranormal Activity 2. Yeah. And he, uh, as you guys know, he wrote The, the voices. voices. And for me, if you saw the show, The River, the River. which is, is fantastic. And I have I dug it out of the box of did you uh, rewatch it? DVDs. I haven't rewatched it yet, but it's sitting on top of all my DVDs and video game cases. Mm-hmm. And it's just looking up at me all the time i just fucking love it and then so i was doing some research on this one to and i checked out matthew r perry to to see what he's written mm-hmm. and uh i just see that case that river all the leaves with the eye looking through it and yeah it's sitting in my house it's a powerful awesome. image i never checked it yeah. out so i'm gonna need to borrow those dvds at some point uh, they're all yours because you speak pretty highly about it i love it it's really good yeah great yeah um so uh 
what, what do you say we hop on in and watch some Paranormal Activity 2? Let's dive in. All right, let's have a drink. Cheers. Cheers. Katie's out there. Christy's dead. <laughs> Katie snapped the husband's head. <laughs> Where's Hunter? Where's the dog? I think that I heard a frog. We didn't drain the pool. <laughs> Stop. I could drain the pool. Drain that's, the pool. So you can't do. Nope. Oh, that pool is getting drained Yum. by you drinking the pool because it's a beer. You owe me some woos. Oh, I do. Yeah. Woo! And woo! <laughs> I had to take back those woos earlier in the form of whoop. No, how did I do it? It was like that. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. there you go. Ooh. 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 That nice. <laughs> Great content. Uh, knows that. Um. We didn't drain the pool. And maybe they should. Uh, there's no drowning stuff for any like threat of the pool. I, I thought there was more pool stuff. The pool thing was that the, the pool cleaning robot creeped out. Yeah, it just by went demon activity. and then back on top. Yeah, because when then, the demon's like, they're not afraid of me enough. All I, all I can do with my powers is get this pool cleaner out of here. This, um, is, so we didn't, you didn't listen to the full episode, but um, in Paranormal Activity, basically we talk about how you view Toby and how I view Toby, mm-hmm. and how when we started watching new iterations of the movie, we're gonna fill in more of. Oh of right, how the this whole debate. And remind me about what side each of us took. This my, was on whether yeah. or not it was a nefarious force. Yeah, no. So how I took it is um, that. Toby as a demon, um, and we're just calling him Toby because we learned that in the third, right? Correct. Okay, so we're just going with that. We already know who it is. We've seen all these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so my take on it was that Toby was this very childlike demon, um, and that was the big. That's the big difference between the two of us. Is I think I take Toby as very childlike and doesn't really know what he's doing and just reacts emotionally to things. Right. Um, this movie really gives Toby a purpose. You know, the demon is doing something and there's some history to it. And it like basically sets in, in motion as as far as I can tell from right here, mm-hmm. this story of paranormal activity, you know, the deal that was made with the grandmother, which, you know, led into why these, these girls are still being followed by this Toby demon because it's looking for a baby boy. Absolutely. And it's the story that they carry forth in the third one and the fourth mm-hmm. one. Wonderfully, you get to see little bits of the coven. And right. then it just, by the time you get to marked ones and... I was looking at IMDb when we were watching this, and apparently the teenage daughter is in Marked One. So I don't know if that's like a cameo uh, or if they do revive her role and she does some exposition. But I kind of want to rewatch that yeah. now to be like, what was what was her role there? And like, what direction does time go in that movie? If it's the Coven, is it going backwards again, or is it forwards? Because in I know ones? in Marked Ones, yeah, because I know like from the first Paranormal Activity, it keeps going backwards for at least the first three movies. Yeah, you keep going backwards, but then the fourth one I think is after the first one. I feel like it's a little later. After, um, theoretically, the demon has walked off with the baby it always wanted. Yeah. And it's after that. It just happens to be the people who are like across the street from where Katie and the kid are now, Katie and Hunter, or okay. in the house, or uh, I, I can barely remember okay. these things. Right. Okay. So, hmm. Interesting. So, uh, but all we can speak on right now is how far the plot has developed to this point. Right. What we have built on from the first one. And we get a bit more backstory about toby being an intentional summon demon yeah. for the sake of the wealth of the grandmother that now is getting retribution because finally a male child is born yeah and so that's his ultimate goal even in paranormal activity one yeah the demon that we see is a brooding like just got kicked out of his previous dwellings that was just a deflection yeah and yeah. and but he made the most of it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> had a great time yeah through through mika around yeah, and it, yeah, really did some damage to Mika, and then she comes back and she snaps the dude's neck. It was yeah. pretty great. You kind of feel like Martinez kind of knew this would happen anyways. She's like, oh, yeah. they're toast, but yeah. okay. You should have listened to me way earlier, but yeah. here we go. <laughs> when I was burning grass or whatever. And Fine, was... here's some olive oil. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, hate she, olive oil. She tried really hard to help them, um, but they didn't want anything to do with it. And that's like what's really good about this one is um, sort of it's like really easy to deny every step of the way. It's like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to let you go. Like that's a really believable step when you come back and the babysitter just won't listen to you. She's holding the baby and and burning sage burning. like full yeah. force all throughout your home so, that would throw you off a little bit yeah and she just won't come to reason it's like i'm sorry i'm sure you think there are ghosts but you can't watch our kid anymore yeah. that's what anyone in the world would do of course of course right um so that and the, like the dad is only present for like you know seeing things on video or you know 
right near the end he sees some actual stuff especially yeah for the first half of the movie he's not really in the picture he's off making deals to pay for this giant beautiful home (laughs) burger king deals he owns burger kings is that what it was that's what him and mika are talking about at the beginning oh he was yeah he was giving him kind of hard time about the burger king yeah yeah, mika was saying about like he's like hey so i went to a burger king the other day and they wouldn't give me any free food even though i knew you and he's like i don't own every burger king Wow, that's, that's what really, he said. That's really funny. Yeah, and that that's really great for me because I'm a I'm a Burger King diehard fan. You sure are. Yeah, a, you love your Burger King. I'm a lifer. Uh huh. <laughs> so you feel a little more connected to this guy than maybe yeah, some of the other more. characters. Yeah, and I've gotten really on board with him now because like Mika is like yeah. what what a day trader, right? We made so much fun of him in that episode because like, oh, you're just a young 26 year old day trader who's made quotes. some good moves clearly to also afford an equally wonderful it doesn't have the pool in the backyard but his place was great they I'll do have a pool home. no they do have a pool katie and mika do yeah they have some swimming scenes too oh yeah they fuck around in a pool too all right so the day trader gig seems to be doing well enough but I, he does his attitude towards the burger king dude is kind of like yeah. looking up to him you know what i mean it yeah. seems like there's a bit of a hierarchy you're a little older you're a little more established yeah. tell me about this oh you got a cool camera i want that so i buys, i would one up some yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i would have loved more um burger king scenes where oh just yeah. like the whole family sitting around just eating burger king that he brought home like <laughs> every night <laughs> he brings home some uh, whoppers all around some buffalo tenders or some uh-huh. angry poutines i really some, remember yeah, i'm not done or some chicken strips, or some uh, uh, big kings, or some chicken big kings, or the, just every variety of factory farmed animal. Rodeo burger. <laughs> I really remember vividly the kitchen cupboards flying open. That's like what I associate so heavily with this movie. Yeah, because it was such a. It made me jump this time too, and I knew it was coming. It was just such an I effective <laughs> jump scene that yeah. first time because here you think, oh, in the paranormal activity, as the first movie set it up, spooky things happen only at night. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, you feel relatively safe in the you day. You do. Whenever light kind of comes in, you're like, okay, it's okay. Nothing bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this giant jolt. Yeah, it, it, it's really big right in the middle of the day. It's like, um, I, I don't know that there's a scare to compare it to in paranormal activity, but like mm-hmm. maybe the first time, like the thing bangs on the wall, like behind their headboard or something. Like yeah. some big, undeniable, like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then there's this great, like, layer of like, the more you talk about it, the worse it gets. As viewers watching the second movie, this has like been well established for us. We totally buy into that. We do. So her like letting little things go or even big things like that, just I'm trying not to talk about it intentionally mm-hmm. is much more believable. What this one does complicate though is it makes that seem almost false that it does actually it's not that it feeds off your energy, but mm. it's kind of, there's kind of an inevitability to it as this one reveals because it was set up mm. by the grandmother. So it's going to kind of come eventually. Maybe you could argue that it accelerates it, Yeah, but I, I by deflecting it over to Katie or whatever there, that has nothing really to do with fear. It's just kind of shooting it back the other way. No, it's um, sort of what they're talking about is like acknowledging it. And so something that happens in both movies, and I brought this up as we were watching is the Ouija board thing happens in both. Mm-hmm. Right. So like they, and the cameras and stuff like that. That's like in the first movie, we learn like Mika is the one who irritates it to the point of strength enough to f- like actually get into Katie and cause the catastrophic events. Yeah. seems like that happens here too. Um, that it's not necessarily fear, but it's just like the acknowledgement and it's not her specifically or, or like the dad specifically, but the teenage daughter uses a Ouija board mm-hmm. and like, you know, has constantly filming and like is drawing their attention to it. And every time somebody grabs that baby and moves it, Toby gets madder and madder. Totally. But it feels like because it's kind of a deal done with this devil mm. and summoned that there's kind of an inevitability about it. Right. That this demon is going to get its way. That like while that might accelerate it and acknowledging it and mm. taunting it or just drawing attention to it may bring it along, that it's it's always present and it's going to have its way. It's sure. going to get it. I mean, this demon made a deal with the grandmother and it's going to get that firstborn son no matter what. Yeah, it does uh, seem that way. It's like, I, I wonder if there was a... Si- yeah, just like what you're saying. Is there a situation where they could have avoided this in any way? Yeah, I think it's just human nature is always going to inquire yeah. and draw attention to it. Yeah. That and so the demon is maybe like a little patient, but every time it yeah. gets acknowledged, it has more permission to become more physical, more manifest. Yeah, if there was a perfect logic that you could apply and no one would like disbelieve it or anything like that, you'd go like, "There's a demon," mm-hmm. and every time something weird happens, when you get freaked out and when you acknowledge it, it's gonna get more power. Ultimate goal: steal your son. I feel like maybe the logic is you could survive it by 
never ever giving in and knowing what you're dealing with kind of deal if you're a perfect human that exactly could avoid it yeah that's not movies that's not what we're talking that's about that's fair i'll take that i like just having that logic in my head is that there was a way to survive but you know mm-hmm. the conflict the that demon wouldn't in... make that deal if yeah. he knew if he knew there was that perfect family out there exactly he'd be so frustrated he'd be like come, come on <laughs> all i can do is knock yeah. this loudly and move the pool thing you yeah. need to acknowledge that i'm here so i can do more shit to, every morning watching him throw the pool thing back uh-huh. in he's like again you nobody took it out why why'd you put these cameras in if you're not gonna check them i'm doing all sorts of weird shit i like the idea of toby with like just like for the sake of opening all the cupboards extends his arms until he's got 20 arms like one on each cupboard <laughs> thing and he's like wait wait for patient it. patient wait till she gets a little freaked out okay i'll move something in the corner so she turns around bam yes yes <laughs> i freaked her out all right she just runs out of there he's like i got you now i'm more I powerful <laughs> and i mean it's so effective the way that they pull they pull her down the stairs in this one it's oh, like because yeah. they have you have to step it up of so course. katie getting pulled out of the room is so effective in the first one because you don't you're not even aware that mm-hmm. the, it's going to physically manifest to that extent yeah but yeah. in this one to have her like pull down and then get lifted away. up cling on to the the railing and then, yeah, get away, run back upstairs, and just round as, two. As soon as she gets to the baby, she's uh-huh. dragged out again. All the way down to the basement. Yeah. She wasn't ready for the second. And then she stays there for hours. And that, by the way, that's the first time, I think, um, that we see the time speed up thing that the paranormal activities do. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first movie, it happens like a dozen times. But yeah. in this one, it happened, as far as I could tell, once. Oh, I thought every when they were showing like external footage outside, they would sometimes speed through. There was one time in the baby's room where they would speed it through, and you saw the dog kind of shuffling around kind in of fast motion a little bit. Yeah, so it was a it little bit more that. effective. There, they did it like every night scene in the first one, mm-hmm. and um, at, at the very least, there were several scenes of seeing a person when time is going like typically Katie for like hours passing, and sometimes that would just almost act as like a cut between like here's where they lay down and go to bed, yeah, and here's where they're really asleep. But in this, like, they just seem to use it so infrequently. And yeah, maybe there were a couple more, but yeah. not nearly the same, like, tool that it was in the first movie. No. You know, it was like, um, that one big reveal is the only time I can see it, like, really leading to a big scare. You know? Yeah, they just, maybe it wasn't as big scares. Like, they would just kind of show things shifting around. Like, one time yeah. when the the baby's crib thing, um, the, like, hangy thing was spinning around. Yeah. That's what's so fun about watching these movies. It's kind of like a Where's Waldo for a lot of those scenes. Right, yeah. Because your eyes are frantically scanning every corner of What's... the frame to be like, where yeah. is there something here? Like, even you didn't know, you didn't notice Katie the first second when she was standing in the background yeah, of that it, last scene. Yeah. Because she's so subtly placed, like, in the background. Yeah. It's yeah. so effective. It's all, like, these surveillance camera shots. Every... With Mika's blood on her yeah. t-shirt. Just that last shot of Katie from Paranormal 1. That, mm-hmm. That's her in the house. And I that love the idea of possessed Katie driving down the road to Christie's house. Yeah. <laughs> do do gonna get the baby. Yeah, do, baby. Do. <laughs> I want like um if it was if this was present I'd... day, it would be a dash cam footage yeah. of her just <laughs> driving, respecting the rules of the road, even oh. though she's a demon. I like the I like to think that despite itself, Toby like here Toby's song comes on the radio mm-hmm. and like the demon faced Katie reaches forward and turns up the volume. <laughs> that's my jam radio killed the radio star and that's toby's well no because toby is at least as old as the grandmother so her musical taste would reflect that and probably be and i even like to think that the grandma i wanna hold your hand i think it's beatles and beatles would be a go-to but maybe something more obscure maybe it's uh maybe just some Katy perry Mm mm-hmm Maybe just some Katy Perry from 2006. Yeah. <laughs> when, before Katy Perry had any singles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Kiss the Girl was her first single in like, two. Th- I want to say 2007 or 2008. But it could be close. 70. But he loved the demo of Kiss the Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that basement scene is a lot of fun, man. When yeah. he's down there. It doesn't, it doesn't make a ton of sense why he would use the night vision instead of just the flashlight. Yeah. Like, uh, you think of human instinct responding to that situation, yeah. but it made for a very effective... Yeah, and I was going to say, like, when you said the all the cupboards flying over open in mm-hmm. the kitchen is, like, your... That's what Paranormal Activity 2 is. For me, it's the basement scene. That final... I remember right. feeling, like, really scared. I'm like, this is the character who has had the least confidence in this thing existing and is, for, in my opinion, the most likely to suffer the wrath of this thing. Right. And you're just going through a basement where he's, like, kicking stuff and stubbing his toes and falling over and he sets it down and the kid is just standing there and yeah you just realize in that moment it's like he's just got no protection against anything i remember that really getting under my skin and what i love so much about paranormal activity the first one and this one too is like they did genuinely kind of get to me the first Mm -hmm. time at least the first time i saw them 
and like that's really why they they stick out and this that scene down in the basement was like yeah that was the most tense freaky. i was on, yeah. on this rewatch yeah. too and oh, like it's, it. it's just such a great take when he drops the camera and he's just shuffling around and he can hear hunter and yeah. we can see how close he is to hunter but he can't yeah and then quick cut to i guess christy right that's christy, christy down there yeah basically christy possessed by toby like later mm-hmm. katie would be and he like presses across against her and that was the final yeah passage i guess that sent her out yeah and then i guess they had to burn the photo and then place the photo back in their attic I guess that must be what happened. Right? Yeah. Because they're burning that photo, and that's the same photo that they find in the first one well, later on. And she's like, I, th- I thought we lost this photo so long ago. They either just did that right away at that moment, mm-hmm. like because a day passes, right? From yeah. the events in the basement into the time that he gets killed. No, I think it's way more time than that because oh, really? the basement deaths or whatever um, happen just kind of when the transfer is beginning. Because remember, Katie goes over to the pool. And she's talking and Chrissy forgets everything. And then Katie goes home and that's when Mika oh, first shows up right. with the camera. You're right. So there so is well some, after. Yeah. Okay. That makes there's, a lot of sense. There's like no overlap. So this movie starts well in advance and then ends just after the events. Of the or just one. before the events of the first one. No, just after. Oh, when it cuts at the last scene. Right. At the yes. very end yeah, of yeah. It, Just after. And yeah, okay. the date thing is weird that Mika gets killed on the 8th and it takes... Katie has like another 24 hours before she gets yeah. there. Yeah, I guess just nobody checks on them. Yeah, they're a young, healthy couple with yeah. no kids. Why would you check in on them? Or to throw our previous Katy Perry jam theory <laughs> into a little bit of turmoil, Katie just walked there. <laughs> it's like twenty-four hour walk, just slowly it walking. Took her that long. Shirt. <laughs> Cop driving something. Miss, do you need help? No, <laughs> not once I get the firstborn. <laughs> What was that? Oh, nothing. It's a cranberry juice. Got to mm. go visit my sister. And I liked it. I liked it. Oh, that's catchy. catchy or gem. use her like crazy touch pow powers, as I like to call them. She right. uses it on Mika in the first one. That explodes the camera. And then him. on her sister, this one. Boom. And somehow Hunter's safe. Yeah. Despite Chrissy being like launched up at the security camera. Well, I think what kills or does a lot of damage or kills Christy is getting blasted into the solid wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hunter probably... Is insulated by that? By the goo of her belly that keeps her safe. The goo of her... <laughs> <laughs> the soft, gooey belly. Burn on Chrissy's ab workout routine. <laughs> and probably just the demonic force that's pro- providing a protective bubble of sorts sure. for Hunter. I'm just, I'm, they're just killing one with their force powers. That's totally. just force push. Yeah, it's a solid force push that yeah. somehow on security footage makes a wonderful deep bass sound. Boom, boom. Yeah. But it's effective. That's great. It's uh yeah, it brings you back to the first one. And these two movies are so intertwined and so they feel so similar. Uh-huh. Man, it's great. It's yeah, uh, and you're right to call them a good little trilogy, but it's interesting how they go in like a reverse order. They do, yeah. That's cool. I never really reflected on that fully, that they're all just each one steps a little further back. Backwards. But yeah. that's why, like I always say, I would think that the next gap to go, because they go straight to when they're kids, but they don't talk about when they're teenagers at all. I feel like at one their one line of dialogue, or I guess she just always says when we're younger, when we're younger. younger yeah. But you could revisit them like later in their life when they still live together or when they're yeah. younger adults or something. There's opportunity there. And then also just to pick up from what happens with Katie and Hunter. I think the fourth one touches on it a little bit. Yeah. But I think there's still, I'd rather go there than have like another weird story that's somewhat vaguely related to paranormal activity. You yeah, know? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, do... At this point in time, like with all the movies that are out, do we know the whereabouts of Katie and Hunter? I can't, again, like I know that Katie shows up at the end of four hmm. and that's like a really fun end scene, but I can't really fully remember what happens. But uh, the end of three is really great. Um, four has its solid moments. And then Ghost Dimension, I watched it, but I can't recall any of it. It's just it was garbage. Stu- it's stupid. They take, they like take Toby in a direction where they actually make him physically manifest like he probably oh. gets summoned into a body and shit and it's just oh that's how it yeah anyways i don't like that i don't want to ruin it too much and there's too much way too much cgi like there's like a portal above a bed that can go into the ghost dimension where toby's from and that sucks because what's so good about these movies is that they have minimal effects yes it's the minimalism that makes it so effective yeah you're just following around you're creeped out because they're they chose to fill a room with mirrors mm-hmm. so when someone walks in you see their image three or four times at like staggered times so it, it, it's just confusing to your eye totally it's like what is happening is someone moving a door is somebody is there another figure in that room like yeah. it's, it's great but it doesn't rely on putting a ghosty thing in the room that you can see at the last second, some corpse that you see in the, your peripheral, yeah. nothing like that. No, not as effective. No, it's just like when where the human agency in the that scene is not looking or not currently 
observing. Yeah, that's what's unique yeah. about the series, and that's what that's what we want to see when we're going yeah, out to watch one. Absolutely, and I mean it, it does kind of tie into last week's, where like the logic doesn't necessarily line mm-hmm. up with what they show you. Right. You know, the logic is show us very little. You know, yeah. Stick with that, and that's what's good. But and again, yeah. that's our complaints about the later installments. The, yeah, the movies we have not watched yet on this podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> this one, it's maybe on its own, it's not like a phenomenal standalone, but as like a follow up to Paranormal Activity that yeah. came out one year after mm-hmm. all that explosive hype, it's perfectly watchable. It's really it's fun. Good. It, it it develops the story in a more substantial way. That's like I didn't realize how much I attributed to the second one for the backstory. Yeah, it's insane. It tells yeah. you everything, kind of. Yeah. You know. So props to Michael R. Perry for giving the story more substance in an effective way that sets the stage for the future ones to fuck up or do well. Yeah. It's like the first one is a perfect concept on its own. And then the second one is like the story that makes it all make sense. Yeah. That's what you got to do with a sequel is you just got to build up the backstory a little more substantial. It's beautiful. I really, Mm -hmm. really, really, (laughs) you really, really what Dave? I really, really burp. That's what. (laughs) And like the second Halloween kind of does that too, but it's just too little. Like it's a great, awesome twist that, um michael myers is the brother of Lori. sure but that's like the only little crumb they give you for making you watch another right the only kind of like new addition to halloween yeah Yeah. exactly and the new additions to paranormal activity in this movie were numerous and yeah yeah, really good Mm -hmm. but it's like with paranormal activity movies now you have these kind of beats that the first one sets up and the second one confirms of oh here's the shot of a character doing the research online oh yeah (laughs) finding more backstory and we'll show you watching that yeah it's like that felt like particularly like over the top when she made her boyfriend brad um like read the website for her out loud and then they switched places and she took the camera and like put it on him like oh that's totally totally not necessary for you hanging out with your boyfriend and like learning new stuff yeah you know filming that process. but we appreciate it as an audience it's helpful <laughs> sure um one that i i forgot about this but they do it in later ones which is a good move too um when because this footage is always being watched so the teenage daughter who i also totally forgot there was a teenage daughter in this yeah. one. <laughs> totally forgot that character but she she does find that footage and shows her dad right away and it freaks her dad out mm-hmm. but one thing that's so cool about i think number four can you have you watched that one that's the one with the connect so they show no. the green dots on uh, No, I haven't watched it. Oh, there's a really cool, like, frustrating thing about characters. Like, you know that the footage exists because we're watching it. Mm. And characters just for various circumstances aren't watching the footage. And it would, like, help that. them out so much if they would just watch <laughs> it. So, like, that's a great little addition of a found yeah. footage thing. I guess it's a trope for a lot of found footage movies, too. It, it is. Like, going back and checking the footage, some of them, it happens, like, a yeah. scene at least in each movie. But, yeah, you're right. It happened, like now and then at the biggest things like it didn't occur to them very often Mm -hmm. it's like something crazy happened to me and the dad was able to go like no 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 it's like well fuck you we recorded it right like how could that be an option yeah they never christy never told them because christy was warned by katie to not give it attention christy never told them about the cupboards flying open so they never found that footage yeah and then at the end he sees the dragging down the stairs footage and he can't oh he can't deny it anymore yeah yeah it's like, man, if you were if you my were Burger combing King, the footage, my Burger King training didn't prepare me for this. <laughs> There's not enough sesame seeds in the world to top this bun. This is one hell of a whopper <laughs> with no onions, because we only use the full ring onion. We don't chop them up small. That's how Burger King does it. Burger King guaranteed one within three kilometers of wherever you are right now. <laughs> oh, I love Burger King. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say something, but that. So, okay, let it, oh, yeah. let it come to you. Here it is. Um, in the first one, they Mika's basically checking the footage every night, every day after the night, right? Yeah. It's a real night. Something happens. Day, they're checking Wake the footage. Up, go back over, figure yeah. it out. Yeah, and that's what, like Mika's like project is like figuring this out. Like you have somebody who's dedicated, like investing their time into it. Totally, he's a he's a fucking day trader. Yeah, he's just gonna <laughs> let he's just gonna let his stocks ride and figure out this possession thing. Exactly, <laughs> and so that's why he buys a camera because he's influenced by his his cool like in laws, so which is great. That's such a great little thing to give the give him even more character, right? Yeah, that's great writing. Like to mm-hmm. be like, okay, this character might get yeah, he bought the camera, but. Yeah. Actually, it's an inferiority complex about his, <laughs> his girlfriend's sister's new <laughs> husband, husband yeah. or whatever, who's much more accomplished, has a real job. Yeah, and uh, he yeah he has to one-up and buy yeah. the bigger camera. <laughs> but it's also funny that they're like in the pool in that, that scene where they're talking about the haunted house, and both of the men are going like, what? You're crazy. Yeah. And both of them like going, it's nothing. Okay, let it go. 
You know, it's like, man, these two movies like have very archetypal characters. Oh, totally. That's such a reflection of like, oh, men have to embody this yeah. healthy skepticism, groundedness, or whatever, yeah. and totally just dismiss. I won't hear it anymore. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I like it. That's even more of a bro than Mika and because these these are like they're not the most overly masculine dudes. No, no, yeah. they're they're kind of like funny, charming. Yeah, but they still every play man. The, they yeah. still play the skeptic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They go like, "There's no because because they didn't have the experience. Yeah, like, they didn't have the experience when they were younger. So when they hear that, it's insane. And they're also not the ones going through the weird little stuff creaking in the night. No, it you affects know? the women first and yeah. foremost. Yeah, it, and so he maybe even believably, he's like, "I haven't seen anything to justify that except maybe the pool vacuum getting yeah. out of the pool, and I'm just not." scared of that i actually i really love those moments where um like the first time that the daughter is showing the father um the footage of the door slamming behind her and the camera's on him because she's picking up and she's like dad what do you say about that like look how quickly the store closed and you can see him like yeah. his the way that the shot is going his mind is like yeah i guess that's kind of freaky but he's like no i'm a father i need to calm yeah. my daughter i need to say like no that's fine it's clearly just the wind <laughs> and then to watch that same shot happen again when she shows him the footage of chrissy being dragged down the stairs yeah and then him like just being more he, flabbergasted he won't and, like, say anything i can't defend it yeah, yeah he's just kind of pacing around he's, he's like i gotta oh, what's and no, she's like you it. believe me now and he's just not responding uh, uh, yeah yeah he's, he's like, like is there any more denial here He's like, I can't admit to it because I would freak up my daughter. But also, that yeah. was scary as fuck. And there's clearly something going on. And I'm terrified. It's just cracking me up to think of like a leader in like the leadership situation when everybody's like scared. It's like, oh my God, we just saw a monster. It's like, holy shit, a monster? That's scary. Fuck, what do we do? Like, yeah. you can't say that as a leader. No, there's a reason. Yeah. You can't go, oh, that's freaky. Fuck, maybe we're fucked. Yeah. You just can't. And the, a father or whatever yeah. feels that pressure for his daughter as well. Yeah. You just got to go like, nah, there's nothing. Especially if you've, the seen, wind. If you've seen no proof of the <laughs> afterlife yeah. or any kind of spiritual realm whatsoever. And then you watch your wife get dragged down by like an invisible force. Yeah. And I can just kind of imagine him like if the skeptic in him survived and she like gets dragged halfway down. He's like, no, no, no. Hold on. Look, she stopped there. See, <laughs> up she goes. Never mind. She didn't get dragged down. Oh, hold on all the way down honey what did i tell you about the wind this happens to me all the time <laughs> i always get blown up and blown down those stairs it's a draft if you have yeah. the back windows open it's going to happen yeah it's like but they were closed you can see that on the video mm -hmm. it's like it's windy okay i've had enough of this like whenever someone's like but that doesn't make sense he's like i've had enough and even she's selective about what she's showing her dad it's like she's almost like okay no he can write this off he's he's gonna be skeptical yeah. about it because she doesn't show him the choo-choo train footage when she's down no. there in the night and that fucking train is going back and forth yeah and that's i totally get that even my own just like in the first one and if you listen back to the episode um i compared myself to me i'm like that's what i would have done mm -hmm. i would have been so killed in the situation <laughs> because i wouldn't have believed it i would have been like oh is that your main your master plan to move the door Ooh. Yeah. you would have got what did you call it power poked i would have got force pushed force pushed that's <laughs> yeah. it. both are good yeah they're both good um but uh yeah, no, I would have done the same thing. And then, like, if I had seen the train footage, I wouldn't have... That wouldn't have been cool. I would have been like, ooh, that's freaky. But I, I also would not have been like, we're haunted, mm -hmm. and let's act on that. I would have had to have gotten rid of that thought. Yeah. I'm like, it's a toy. It's obviously fucking up. Yeah. Some of the sensor turned on. Exactly. When you turn, you on, the turn light, on the light, and then boom, it just kicks it in. Started, and then it's got a 30-second timer, and it started up again. Yeah. It moved. It changed direction. It's like, listen, and I can only deal with so many things at once. If you turn on the light too quick, it just scratches chicken scratch on the door to the basement. That's just a totally normal yeah. toy behavior. The wind. <laughs> what were those letters? It looked like M-E-K-S or it, something. Like, you saw that? Yeah. Or something E-L-K, like elk. Elk, milk. 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 Belk. I made milk. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of milk. <laughs> shopping list. That's funny. Chrissy in a trance is just writing the yeah. shopping list. With she, the knife. Well, she's stuck. Maybe she like, we couldn't hear it, but she's like, hello. Yeah. A demon dragged me here and the door's locked. All right. <laughs> but I'm genuinely curious about what that's supposed to signify. That's something that yeah, we don't really they didn't answer. They didn't, they don't go back to it. Looks Maybe like in future ones we do, but for now there's that's totally yeah. an ambiguous yeah open who knows who has any idea word what, yeah. what could have happened there but uh -huh. um i don't know and i guess you don't remember if it comes up in any i can't i mean i haven't seen the other ones in a while i guess we'll find out one year from today all right another... when we completely forgotten <laughs> yeah activity one and two when we'll only remember bits yeah. and pieces as we watch the movie oh yeah that's what happened in the second one but so watchable like you just yeah you love watching these things they're great they're great they, they've set the bar and opened the floodgates for 
a mass of found footage films. Yeah, and um, if you're at the point in your life where like you're like, oh, Paranormal Activity is just like Halloween. It's just like every one of those big franchises. It's now a, a money thing, and they'll just pump out a new one every you know so many years, and they'll get worse and worse and worse. And Ghost Dimension is terrible. Yeah, that's not the case for the first three. I yeah. will still say is they're still great and watchable, and they tell an amazing story, and it's still like the top of horror yeah if that's your instinct you're not wrong because they yeah. <laughs> eventually fall into that too but totally this the second one is enjoyable i still think that i think three and four might be more enjoyable than even two yeah but that could just be my just my recollections of how they are i think three is fantastic because kids I love are three kids are scary so I, if you throw kids in the mix i can just see it so clearly their bedroom and the little cubby where toby lives oh I my can god see it clear as day and he one of them is like playing with toby remember and like jumping yeah. off the ledge falling down the story yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. there's a lot of really good stuff in three yeah, it's so good and yeah. it has the oscillating fan mm-hmm. right oh, god i love yeah. that and four i went and saw twice in theaters which i didn't do for the, any other ones just because it had such a great climax like that last wow. 10 15 you haven't seen it eh no not that i can remember cool well maybe no. i mean it's going to be forever until we watch again well so maybe I, you should i watched number three and i remember it clearly i watched number two and i remember a lot of that most right. of it actually now that i've seen it <laughs> now, um, that you're, now that you've been reminded yeah yeah no, but like i wasn't as the scene started i'm like oh yeah like most most of the, totally. the way throughout the movie totally and when they went down the basement i'm like i know he lives mm-hmm. i know like I was like you get reminded right when the scene is where when the establishing shot of the scene yeah. happens like yeah. right i forgot that katie came back until like it faded to dark and it came back up and then i instantly remembered oh yeah she comes in snaps the neck goes up just yeah decimates the house takes the kid yeah, yeah. but i would never have been able to tell you there was a daughter in this film i don't remember <laughs> her whatsoever i did remember her because i remembered that the mom got possessed and that someone was always some frantic woman character was always grabbing the baby mm. and i didn't remember actually about the uh, housekeeper right yeah no i forgot martinez as well i totally re- i did remember the daughter but yeah mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't remember she was like she was pretty funny and and had a lot of life in her too she's great i mean she instantly right away was just like oh it's fucking spirit get out the yeah. sage like yeah. right like right near the beginning yeah. she sensed it before anything really like did we yeah. was there any inciting incident of the demon before she started waving stuff around there's one moment where she was by the fireplace and i think the dad was like hey what are you doing over there yeah but um like she was crossing herself. No, she was yeah doing like little gestures in the air. To yeah, ward out, and then it was later that she started burning shit. There's maybe nope. one thing that the camera picked up before yeah, that happened. Bef- uh, yeah, she, the teenage daughter caught Martina Martinez. Martina, yeah, I think uh, it was Martinez. Or Martinez Martina. uh, on camera shushing something or talking to something okay. in the house. Yeah, so she sensed it yeah. before. Like... And then she immediately she went and made fun of her. And then it was great the little relationship they had. She's like, Martina, everyone's going out. Are you going to have your boyfriend over? And she's like, no, like, no I don't. No, no, no. And then they start dancing together. Yeah. Lovely. And then they're dancing. She's like, for at first, like, I seem, I really didn't like her. I'm like, you're just making fun of this woman. But then she like started participating and like laughing her ass off. I'm like, oh, you're just fun. Yeah. yeah. Housekeepers are one of the family. Sure, they it, live it, for an indentured sh- servitude, Wade. But they're <laughs> the one of us. Let's totally normalize this. <laughs> yeah. And That's then, not a comment on your comment. That's a comment on San Diego Richie's. Uh, yeah. We had a lot to say about how wealthy these people were. <laughs> They just they're doing so well it's insane you but, just have some burger kings and you you control the world yeah you own a few burger kings and suddenly you get to have a hot tub that just is scorching when you least expect it yeah super hot tub that's hotter cool. than your run-of-the-mill that. person's hot tub i love that because even the daughter is like it can only go up to 108 <laughs> degrees it shouldn't be boiling hot that's another one of those points where the dad is just like not interested in the logic no. <laughs> yeah I need some peas for my nuts. You and your fucking boyfriend probably did it. It's like, no, it's not possible, right? So you should probably believe us when we say something's going on. It's like, fucking, you can't come over here unless I know he's here because he's going to do that. So I love the writing of that little moment, too, because if you I love how in just a few seconds you can imply an entire whole other story arc that doesn't get addressed. Like the Mm. fact that, oh, she has a boyfriend in this hot tub after dark when her parents are asleep. We don't like we really don't get more details into that night, their night, their plan of sneaking around. He's just there. You know what I mean? He's like, I thought we said goodnight an hour ago. And he's like, I'm gone. I'm gone. (laughs) Trying to get not to get in too much trouble. Yeah. And that's that that just adds more to like this is a somewhat real family and Totally. You know, as like rich and cartoonish as they are, like those sorts of things. When she's dancing with the housekeeper, those are the things that I like. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You at least have some personality, some character. Yeah. No, I like this. I do like this family. Despite yeah, their so, Burger King wealth and I, I wish I had the same. scorching hot tub. <laughs> so that scene, though, when um, the dad runs out with the flaming pot 
that was just on the stove and throws it in the pool. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> he just goes, and just like catapults it into the pool. Like, and <laughs> which is so funny. And then the daughter like, and the boyfriend. He's going to go up and kneel and just place it in the water. Yeah. No. That's, or you throw the whole pot. No. But no, he instead, he threw it. Like, <laughs> like if you had a bucket full of burning gas it's just like throwing <laughs> deucing it out but also like his target where he's trying to hit isn't like the center of the pool it's like the far end of the pool yeah, and it's lucky that it <laughs> makes it in there like yeah it was just like throwing a bowl full of confetti just a bunch of flames went everywhere i bet that was a really was, fun day to be like okay let's try it again yeah. bring it back in there put it on fire yeah it's like and then you just set it down in the pool he's like what if i just fucking threw it <laughs> you know what i bet that's sss special skills extra person <laughs> who comes in i bet it's not even him i bet it's probably handling flames probably definitely wouldn't the actor wouldn't it's do got it got pyrotechnics they probably gave it to a professional yeah and it's not like he's like mm, man are we gonna be able to find a frumpy looking guy mm-hmm. you know like any possible shape it doesn't matter mm-hmm. <laughs> i also uh, like to think that because but, when she when the dad was yelling at the daughter and the boyfriend in the hot tub she was like were you cooking something what were you cooking she's like no no what what i didn't leave anything on there so i like to think of toby in the kitchen when everyone's out in the hot tub and the parents are asleep going <laughs> and all of a sudden just like getting a frying pan flipping it around putting it on <laughs> cranking it to max grabbing like a few ingredients throwing them in the pan just letting them scorch up yeah well i mean that's uh, it goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier about like if you checked the footage a little more consistently <laughs> yes <laughs> that's one of the key moments where it just a fire starts on the stove and no one's there he's like were you cooking something no and he's like well because i can't tell i guess i'll just scold you both and leave it at that <laughs> yeah why didn't we get to see that footage i want to see that would have changed I everything see the frying pan coming off the rack getting placed on yeah. the thing Turn to Max, a bag of Ruffles chips sprinkled in <laughs> into Ruffles the thing. chips. Yeah. Then like lighter fluid just sprayed all over the <laughs> chips. And then, yeah, and it's just burning to shit. Instead we just saw the yeah. the frying pan light up. That's where yeah. it started. Yeah, it just Yeah. And then so Michael R. Perry, why didn't they show the dad the footage? You know what? It might be a deleted scene. Maybe we should YouTube some deleted scenes from Paranormal TV too. Maybe we should. Yeah. Because I feel like if he at that moment, if he saw the thing just turn on and start a big fire out of nowhere. Oh, it's that would clear. be enough. That's Come it. It's on, over, Dad. right? Please. It's, it's over. Phoned it in. We're moving out. <laughs> I mean, this guy would have been fine. He just needed to distance himself from Christy. Christy's the one with the grandmother that right. made the deal with the devil to get rich. Yeah. It, so, like, to think of it from the dad's perspective, mm-hmm. you meet someone, you fall in love, you, you're really good to her, you treat her right. Your and, wife died. That's another example in the yeah. writing of, like, a huge backstory that's just kind of teased. Yeah. Say, yeah, he he lost his wife, and he like has a kid with this this other woman. They seem to really love each other, and he refers to it as his fun wife. You yeah, know, and he's, they all get along. They're a functioning unit. They're a fun little family. They yeah. seem to have a good time together. And you know, as soon as their like complete harmony is shattered, like this dad will not accept logical reasons for that. <laughs> he scolds and puts his foot down to deal with it. The reason I've been so good at Burger King is by accepting logic and rules <laughs> every step of every day, and I am not going to compromise that <laughs> worldview for the sake of some frying pan lighting itself on fire. <laughs> Look, it's a slippery hook. It fell on the it fell on the yeah. element, turned it on. It's just so funny. He's like, you don't know how to hang stuff on a hook, and she's like, you hang it up and it's done and he's like maybe you put it on the edge of it i don't know maybe that's all she's like are you stupid like he sounds so stupid in some of his explanations it's the wind i always you put it on the edge did you leave the thing on it's like no and all those can be proven i I always forget i forget the daughter's name do you know what her name was uh okay the daughter so he's (laughs) you didn't even let me make one up (laughs) nope because i knew it was bullshit coming so he (laughs) clearly is like having a meeting with chrissy and his daughter being like all right Everything here that you guys think is happening is the wind, okay? <laughs> it's a strong gust. Those frying pans, they fell off in the wind. Wind. The frying pan landing on the element and turning the element on, wind. What feeds a fire? Oh, right. It's oxygen. And where does oxygen live? In the wind. In the wind. <laughs> we, If we pause this footage, we can see that the wind blew that bag of ruffles out of the cupboard, <laughs> opened up the bag of ruffles, and dumped the ruffles in a shaky gesture Onto the frying pan. But the wind had just forgotten the lighter fluid, so it went back and got that out of the cupboard, mm-hmm. struggled with the safety seal for a little while. Uh, yeah, it's hard for anyone. <laughs> we can't blame the wind for that. It's the wind. It's not even intelligent. The wind cranked up the temperature on the hot tub. <laughs> like, 
so no more freaking out okay the wind drag your your stepmom down yeah. the stairs just chill out your uh, great grandmother whatever made a, a blood oath with the wind it was the wind <laughs> that like cut her finger and made her sign in blood <laughs> whoa, whoa. we're just acting this wind we're just acting out what chris just said but it's really funny this is why i need a video version of the podcast whoa. <laughs> a lot of a lot of arm gestures come at the 40 50 minute mark just edit them in wait edit the visual into the audio yeah okay that's gonna be very hard but i'll google it okay just google it no problem okay so i'm sure that'll work out um i don't i don't really want to wait a year to watch the next one go for it then do what i did with halloween binge through and report <laughs> back that'd be great yeah it'll make me sad though because you've like totally just condemned marked ones or ghost dimension Ghost Dimension, Ghost I condemned, but maybe I was too harsh. Get your perspective. Let's hear it. Yeah, because we'll now you'll go in with a low expectation, so any good thing mm. will stand out to you. Right? No, that's totally true. And that, it's worth totally it because true. you'll love four and you'll love three. Okay. Yeah, or right. maybe, maybe not love four, but four four is enjoyable. All right, you want to go to some Instagram comments? Instagram comment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I miss wine drinking, Chris. Not expecting that. Oh, no. All right. Let's do some Instagram comments, everybody. So we have some comments here on some Instagram posts, and that's what this section of the podcast is. You're nailing it. (laughs) (laughs) We have a comment here on our um, audition post. Um, Trap Lord Malin. Trap Lord. Trap Lord Malin. I'm not going to lie. It's probably one of my favorites so far this season. Trap Lord Mullen. Um, this is a good one. Hashtag Piano Wire. Nice hashtag. Oh, yeah. It is a good one. And also on this post, Corpse56 said, all time freaking out movies to watch. Um, I don't know if it's Corpse or Core, because it could be a horror right, fan. Right, it could right. be Corpse, but being a military dude, it might be Core. It could go either way. So um, th- thanks to wh- yeah. whichever one it is. So a good one, hashtag Piano Wire, and all-time freaking out movies to watch. What do you think about those? Um, it's definitely a good one. Um, I don't have it on an all-time anything mm-hmm. currently. I really do think we were insulated in watching Audition by watching Martyrs, Martyrs. two weeks earlier. Messed with us for that one, for yeah. sure. And Martyrs is eight or nine years after Audition. So I think I think we may have been a little desensitized to it. We have a different perspective than the yeah. majority of horror fans on this movie. I really enjoyed it, but like what I realized after some time has passed is, is just the fact that it was such a different movie for most of it, and then it changed right at the end. Yeah, dramatically. I, yeah. I like the story. I like what happened. But like as a horror movie watcher, I think that maybe that ratio should have been a little shifted That's totally all. yeah and if you were just expecting like a mildly creepy movie then right. it would be very climactic at the end yeah right that whole sure the low scene yeah the different uh, different or lower expectations would have resulted in a pretty punchy explosive ending absolutely um, but people are loving that one people are listening to that episode a lot it's it's a great movie i really did enjoy it mm-hmm. but the yeah it i didn't think it would be as much of a drama thought it would be more of a horror totally that, that's all good way to summarize it yeah Looks like it's that time of day again. Uh, It's been another episode of the Tex Chris Dave Saw Massacre. My name's David Stoneborough. Mine's Chris Vandenberg. And as always, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Dads don't believe in demons, chaos reigns. Struggled with that one. Uh, See you next time, Scary Crabs. Bye.